right, so we're going to start this off a little bit different. I know you don't hear the Frank voice, but we got to start it off. We have to pay our respects to DeMar. You know, we are all, we're, we're five hardcore football fans. We're sports fans. We're human fans. Um, it, it's hard to see something like that. Just, just go down. You don't, you don't want to see their, you don't want to see anybody in that situation, right? Like, I'm not going to stutter over my words. Um, it's tough to see. We're praying for DeMar. We're praying for his family. We're praying for everybody involved. Um, you know, we pray that he pulls through because this is something that we all love. We're dedicated to. We watch it as much as we can. So, you know, he has our utmost respect. He has our backing. And we just wanted to give that one moment. Um, one thing we will say, don't say we don't say it too well sometimes but you know the charity backing is just absolutely unbelievable for demar uh two thousand five hundred dollar goal and as we record at seven thirty on wednesday night uh what is it the fourth 6.8 million dollars donated i mean this man has has had more of an impact on humanity than most people could ever even consider families involved you know so we just want to pay our respects give a little moment of silence for damar you know we pray for him hope he comes out all right and shout out to t higgins as well you know we pray for him too because ultimately like he really does deserve that okay so the new year has started and i feel like people the wave is here the gym wave is here Right, guys. I hate it. Yeah, the mob, um, the people that go to the gym every new year, January to about May, we'll say. Yeah, you're giving May, them a lot of credit. May's, yeah. pu- May's <laughs> pushing it, dude. So I, I walk into the gym today, uh, you know, January 4th, and I see someone else besides the... Uh, the woman we previously talked about. It's a man this time. The continuation offender. Yep. I see a man in no shoes. Ugh. Gripping the earth. Ugh. The thing about this guy, though, is he's pretty jacked. Oh, he, he, if you would look at him, you would think, wow, this guy works out a lot. Wow. This guy knows what he's doing in the gym. Like, wow, he look, he looks good. He has no shoes on as he's deadlifting. Is he touching stuff like like unnamed? Fortunately, this guy did not put his bare foot on the bar. That's right. (laughs) But just his foot, like his feet just out everywhere. Gripped up. Yeah, toes in the gym. On the earth. It's just, it's unfathomable. It's not going anywhere. (laughs) To think that people would go into a public place like a gym and think, you know what, the best thing to do right now to get the best workout is take my shoes off completely in socks. It really like, leads me to believe that these these are the uh, the people on Feet Finder that are spending all the money and that these random girls are making 20K a month on. Because um, for you to just have no, no remorse for being in fucking filth all the time oh god that guy showers barefoot there's no questions asked oh. if he's walking around a gym floor well the thing was he did his workout and then he walked out in flip-flops so he didn't wear sneakers at all oh. like into the gym or out of the gym he did not wear at least the woman we talked about earlier 
put her socks and sneakers back on and walked out. This guy just put on flip-flops. Raw dog in the earth, dude. That's bold. That's a bold tactic. We got to get a picture, put this guy on blast. I wish I... I I I wish I do like I, a hidden, do like a James O'Keefe hidden camera or something. I was gonna say I might, I might need one of your guy. I might I'll, need one of you guys for backup because I will say this guy was pretty jacked. All right, I'll go for the feet. You go up top. Hey, <laughs> we'll, t- we'll take care of this dude. Perfect. Um, Pro um, tip: If you want to avoid situations like that, though, and the um, New Year's gym crowd, best time to go is wake up at 5 in the morning, get in the gym by 5.30. They are not there. Oh, you hardo. Those people aren't there. I'm just saying. You get 10% more gains on the muscle at 5 (laughs) a.m., I reckon. Especially if you post on Instagram, you get like a a double XP weekend like Kyler Murray. Ooh, I like that. I, I got to respect all the Dude, people. Imagine if are, you posted your picture and it's just double XP gains. Double gains. That's, That's kind of lit. Sick. That's kind of lit. Every gram every of protein consumed in the next 30 minutes is double gram. I got a long way to go. So Coin activated. <laughs> I, I got to respect all the people who want to like go make a change for themselves. It sucks that it all happens at the same time. But the etiquette is absolutely terrible. And I, I just feel like it should be known. That like, hey, you're there to get a workout in and do your thing. The the thing that sets me off the most is you get the squad of people who are like, yeah, we're going to hit this together. We're going to get Jack for the year or whatever. The broccoli and, cuts with the tripods. Yes, bro. And they it, like they just sit on, on a bench or in a rack or whatever for 45 minutes bullshitting the entire time. Like I go through six or seven exercises 45 minutes and these people are on the same bench and have gone like maybe two sets pisses me off get in get out damn frank different get in, big get out gym etiquette okay. learn it okay i do want to talk to you guys because um i feel like this is a topic that we should speak about how much does New Year's Eve suck at the bars? Oh, like low key, dude. like low key, high key. Like I'm yeah. a New Year's Eve hater. I despise it. My dad's birthday is New Year's Eve, and every great New Year's Eve I've ever had was just hanging out with him, hanging out with Jared, like having a good time celebrating his birthday. Every bad New Year's Eve I've ever had was celebrating just out. Yeah, like this year, I stayed in. Right, it was great. I enjoyed it. I played guitar. It was very calm. It was. It was hidden in plain sight in the social view because that's how we operate anymore. And the amount of people I talked to that night that like almost borderline roasted me for just being in and alone on New Year's Eve compared to the same people the next day being like, you had it right. Like, I wish I would have done that. I feel terrible, blah, blah, blah. The night sucked. Spent $60 just to get into the bar. Yeah, it's, dude, it's it's chaotic. I, it's a pressure cooker emotionally for humanity because you got people – Letting loose after a bad year, looking for trouble. You got the emotions are elevated, dude. I will say I am a proponent of going out on New Year's Eve, but strictly house parties. Facts. Like if it's not a house party, if you want to meet at a bar, um, see ya. Like I'm out. You ain't seeing Um, Big Frank. Yeah, I'm not trying to spend an outrageous cover just to get in. Like Jared just said, I'm not trying to wait. Um, you know, twenty. 15 to 20 minutes to order a drink. Um, I'm not trying to pay 20 bucks for a Bud Light. Uh, I think New Year's Eve is a very overrated bar night. 
the worst. Dude, the and people, like I said, that go out to Times Square, people that go out to Times Square and you oh. can't even drink or shit anywhere, you just shit your pants. I oh, know you pee. Yeah, <laughs> I, they pee so in bags I know and why. shit. Yeah. What is Ryan Seacrest is not worth that. <laughs> This is a Ryan Seacrest hate podcast. <laughs> it's just, a, dude, the guy's talentless. I could stand up there and introduce anybody. You know what I mean? Like, hey, next on the stage is Beyonce. Everybody, you know, let's count down to 2023. Let's turn up. It's not hard. All right. Like, come on. You people are out there to see that. And then you get like each artist comes out, maybe does like a 10 minute set and you can watch it on the TV and turn the volume dude, up and then have college football. College football playoff, dude. That's the only reason New Year's Eve's good anymore. They had the, the Jake guy playoff. do the uh, the performance live, and he's actually, dude, he's getting ripped up like I've never seen before. Like, you're seeing the era of musicians that get big on social media that aren't good at just playing out, and, dude, he got annihilated, like, so bad, because he can't he can't reproduce what he did in the studio. Oh, it's unfortunate. No. Tough. Shout out to him That's for getting it done. A big thing in your industry, huh? <laughs> There's a difference between like creating art and being a performer. Yeah. And a lot of yeah. these people you see yeah. on TV are just performers. Yeah, you got to be able to recreate. Like you have to be able to go in front of people and be like, "Oh, that thing that is on my name, here it is." Like if you, dude, it's oh, bad. Oh, and he he just. I'll send you out, the video. Huh? I'll send you the video. Oh, like this no. is like I'm not hating in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> yeah, like, of course, I respect of course. it. Like. You built it up, yeah. but I'm telling you, I'll send it afterwards. Just Google it. Anybody, it's not, it's not good. I mean, I, I totally get that. I could, you know, I could totally see how performing in your bedroom is different than performing in front of that many people. Yeah. Um, you know, one, obviously I can never do it. I just, that's unreal that these people do that. First off, let me just get that out. But I could. You know, it is crazy how, you know, people get famous now with technology and you know, all these apps and yeah, a couple of clips, but then like doing it live is a totally different animal. And, you know, this guy sounds like he just got swallowed up in it. Dude, it's bad. <laughs> I'll show you after. I guarantee oh, no. you it's worse than you thought. <laughs> I'll tell you what was good though. Uh, Miley Cyrus, Dolly Parton, A+. Plus. I love Miley oh, Cyrus, Cyrus dude. That's a bong. That, was a, that was a good party down in Florida. I wouldn't mind being there. You could probably piss and shit places. I was trying to like get a beer. Are we just? Okay, he's gonna hit me in the head. Touch my hand. Okay, thank you. They were. They hey, the, you know why? You because like they can sing live. Huh? They can sing live, They're and it good. was good. The Wait, band was good. What specifically did you like about? I'll that tell you what. So Dolly Parton just got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, even though she's a country singer. Smash. So pretty wild. And uh, they came out and sang I Love Rock and Roll. And, like, the duet between them, dude, was pretty badass. And the band was unreal. The guitar players, lead was shredding. And, you know, it was in Miami, so it was warm. It looked like a good time. And, again, like, it wasn't – you weren't part – like, piled on top of each other. Um, yeah, I will say my sister – yeah, my sister does – my sister is a big Miley Cyrus Nance fan. Nance and M, dude. Yeah, yeah. dude. She can sing, so, and she can sing live. Like, she's I, legit. Yeah, she – the the cover she does, it, it it's almost as good oh. as the originals. Jolene. Um Ugh. yeah, I mean her she cover. her vocal, like I guess range, again, I'm not too versed in that. You're there. You're there, baby. Range, Keep running. Yeah, yeah, her range <laughs> is like unreal. So I will say that. Um totally. that was definitely bonkable though, Jared. Whatever. Yeah, I, hey, hey! I don't know why you guys are bonking me. <laughs> it's definitely better than fucking Ryan Seacrest. I can tell you that much. Hey, Jared, a hundred percent. But I'm glad you're the one that brought it up and not me. Um, 
Good, you know, I will say that was, yeah, that was That great. was the only one I saw flipping through, because we had New Year's Eve at my parents. Uh, my uncle was over with his two sons and his wife and my nan, who we don't see during Christmas, so we hang out watching college football, and it gets to the point, halftime, you know, mom right. takes over the remote and switches right place, all around. Right time. Exactly, and I just kind of ran into it, and then I saw off a bunch of fireworks, they blew up, it was awesome. Okay, we'll get to the beers right after this, but this is the perfect segue. College football... This was probably the best uh, college football playoff semifinal to date, mm. um, especially with the last game ending the way it did. But let's start real quick with TCU, Michigan. That was probably almost as good as the Oklahoma-Boise State bowl game. Um, unreal. Michigan, what, eight-point favorites. Uh, TCU, everyone doubted them. Everyone said they didn't belong. Um, and they just – they made Michigan play a Big 12 game. A straight-up shootout. Um, very exciting. Every time Michigan, uh, you know, they drove the ball down the field. Uh, Michigan scored to bring it close. TCU ripped off a 80 yard play for a touchdown. It was just unreal. The third quarter was bonkers. 40 total points in the third quarter yeah. was insane. Insane. The live betting, like the whole, you know what I mean? Like the, just the ability to get both teams plus obviously, you know, TCU, the Horn Frogs open up dogs, but to again have an opportunity to get Michigan with the points, which didn't even matter, you know, at the end. It was one of those games where the Sharps would have kept hitting the under and the public kept hitting the over and it went to the public in the over every yeah, time. It's wild. The, the, I just, I, the, I was on Michigan minus seven. Um, and then what, right before kickoff, I got on eight with TCU. Um, so it was a push play for me. So, you know, mind your drums there, Eli. Uh, you know, cause you, we were looking for a win push situation. It was just a push total. Um, but the just Jim Harbaugh on fourth down when they're in the, like what are they on the like the two yard line one yard line he doesn't have a play ready you have, you have two weeks to prepare for this you don't have a play ready you call a timeout and the best thing you can come up with is a Philly special like dude you guys are like a powerhouse offensive line and you run the football like just run the football four times what do you oh That's a it, it was, dude right it was there. just like right then and there I was like they they're done yeah. The fact that they didn't just run the ball down TCU's throat in those situations. And it's kind of crazy because when's the last time you saw the Philly special play not work? Yeah, like, dude, when are you ever expecting that? Fair, yeah. in, in all fairness, it's like it's so dumb, but when would you ever think that's going to yeah. happen? I will say Max Dugan, a fucking baller. Dog. Tough motherfucker. You got that dog. dog in him. He's the next red rifle out of TCU. Shout out Annie Dalton. Nice guy. Um, <laughs> he, it's just unreal. Great personality. I'm really, I just, my whole heart is with TCU. I hope they fucking beat Georgia. Horn frogs. Yeah. Uh, the hypno toad. If you see the hypno toad, that's all it takes. Should we get shirts? <laughs> the, yeah, I'm down. Should we get shirts and wear them under our golf gear next time yeah. we golf in hopes that we get some good luck? The hypno toad frog is all time. I would um, like a hypno toad take, frog if it made me shoot one, You take one look of the frog and that's it. Um, so yeah, that was, that was awesome. Shout out TCU. Again, no one, said they belonged but they just beat michigan and are in the natty against georgia but uh the game georgia and ohio state 
was a hell of a game too. To cap off again, I think the best uh, college football semi semifinal. Georgia wins by one point, and it's it's wild too because the kick happened right as the ball was dropping, right? Like yeah. midnight. Yes. He, he so kicked and the ball was in the he air. He kicked. The refs signaled no good. After, so he kicked <laughs> Dude, the ball yeah. before midnight. The refs signaled no good after midnight. Like, the sad that's part how was what, like we knew it was no good before midnight. Like that kick was yeah. so bad. So Dude. 2022 I, and 2023 didn't go well. Oh no! I fired on Georgia money line while they were driving down the field, dude. Oh my god, my assholes puckering up during that. Yeah, <laughs> that was another good game. That you know what? Talk all the shit you want about Ohio State getting blown out by Michigan. And then getting their ass beat, but I mean, they they stuck it to Georgia. Yeah, you know, everyone everyone talking about Georgia being the best defense in the country. You know, blah 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 blah. They put up forty one points and they were in position to win that game. C.J. Stroud, unreal. Uh, almost what, almost three fifty passing, four touchdowns, just an unreal game. Um, yeah, I mean, the count. So it was funny because you know I was at a house party. So it was that dynamic of do we, you know, turn the game off, put the countdown on? Like, what's what's going on here? I wasn't the host, so obviously I didn't have control. But it was just pretty funny because it really did come down to midnight. Like, it was, yeah, dude, it it was, was crazy. I will say being a uh, just the type of person that stays in on New Year's Eve and kind of like takes the night for themselves, it was nice to kind of like take that moment back of like, you don't have all the text and everything. You're just watching something and enjoying it. And then you notice that New Year's Eve passed. So I will say like for, for us loners are little introverts out there who are probably drinking beers, which we're going to talk about in five Ooh, seconds. Beer. We, we love that. But, but, but go ahead, Frank. What, what are we drinking tonight? Yeah. So we have, uh, Jared brought the beer today. Scars are beautiful. I know him. It is a beer by our very own Fegley's Brew Works. A home game for the first week of the year, as Sherrod said. Yes. Oh, I like that. I like that. A home yeah. game. Got to keep it close I got to give home. him the credit. He said it. Keep it down home, baby. West we Coast go. style IPA, 7%. This bites. Um, Fegley's Brew Works. The can is pretty cool. It's like it's like one of those like like art paintings where you're like it doesn't make sense it looks like a body but then you get really high and you look at it and you're (laughs) like wow it does make sense very simplistic uh very um modern um pretty cool so i do like that scars are beautiful i'm guessing this is a breast cancer yeah it's uh has a little excerpt here on someone getting a double mastectomy whoa Um, what did you just say mastectomy uh jess from brewer and breast cancer Survivor. Yeah, really cool. So shout yep. out Brewworks to making this really cool beer. Um, and it is really good. Not shocking. Yeah, not shocking. Um, a little more bite than I would want, but it is 7%. Um, what do you guys think it tastes like? It's bitter. It's It's got like it's a not hazy the whole touch. Way, There's yeah. a hazy I'm, touch in there. There's like a buffer. But ultimately, at its core, it's definitely got a, a bite. I think it's really smooth for a West Coast style IPA. Like I feel like West Coast beers uh, have a tendency uh, to be dry and hazy, like Eli said. But if you let it sit in the palate a little bit, there is just there's like a refreshing 
feeling after like a nice big sip and at seven percent abv like that's that's pretty rare this is an awesome beer yeah it's really good i'm kind of the opposite though i feel like the more it sits in your your mouth the palate uh i feel like the kind of worse it gets um mm-hmm. get a lot of grapefruit at the yeah, end. yeah, definitely uh, super bittery at the end. The more it just sits there. I'm going to go very solid beer, though. Um, really cool can. Uh, 7%. Can't beat that. Probably go 6.8. Yeah, I, I like this a lot. Uh, I lean a lot more into West Coast and hazies. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go a little lower, even though I do like this. I just feel like. Make my stomach hurt a little bit, so I'm gonna give it a. a oh, yeah, not your tummy. my tummy. Uh, Guys, some Pepto. Give it like a, a six three. I wish I was six three. I'm gonna go with a five point one. Uh, it's good. It's an IPA. Um, that's it. I, it's a five point one. It's not shocking me in any way. It hurts a little bit. Relatively generic. Well, uh, New Year, see me. Love all beer I ever drink. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Um, Dry January. I think this beer is really good. I really, for I think it's a very different take on a West Coast style IPA. Um, and like I said, I personally think it's a little bit refreshing at the end. So that that definitely adds a lot of points. Uh, and I'm going to go with an 8.5, big flavor. Boom. Okay. Um, Jared, golf is back. Right. That's right, man. How about it? Century Tournament of Champions. How bad do we want to be at Kapalua in Hawaii right now? Oh, my God. I yes. would give my left nut to be there. Yeah, same. And he only has one. <laughs> how about, or, dude, how about the guy, that uh, the other Scott Stallings? I got Scott Stallings invite to go dude, play at the Masters. What are you doing if that's you? I'd hit, I'm, I'm I'd hit going. him up and be like, up. can I come play like on a practice round, which no, I think he is doing. I'm going. I'm going to pretend to be Scott Stallings. No doubt. I mean, I mean they the sent, invitation. they sent me the invite. Yeah. My name's like, on oh, it. Man. Maybe they were doing like a fan of the year thing. You just play dumb. My address and name is on the invite. I'm going. Yeah, that would I'm going to at least get to a practice round. That'd be great. <laughs> I couldn't imagine playing the 16th there. How bad it would look for me. Yeah, you know it's funny because I probably walk up. You know the first the first hole. They announce me. You know the crowd's clapping. I walk up to the tee hat box. Pull, hat pulled real low. Too. I do a little wiggle. And I just fucking shank this drive. And it goes right into grandma's mouth. And everyone's like, oh my God. So that would probably be me. But I would definitely not hit up the real Scott Stallings and be like, hey, this was sent to me. Yeah, I would hit him with a, we didn't know that was possible. How about that? about that? I would just be like, hey, I really thought it was for me. That guy missed that putt by 26 feet. Shout out to the pro golfer, Scott Stallings, for taking his amateur friend, Scott Stallings. Uh, They're going to go out to dinner. And um, from what I'm seeing so far, uh, he's I guess he's invited to play in the practice round with him. Um, because of the mix-up, which is just wild. Like, just think about that. You get mail by mistake, and you get to play 18 at Augusta free charge. I usually just get extra taxes. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, I usually just get bad leads and then get in trouble for them because I'm not supposed to have them, and I sell them, and then it's an issue. But anyway. Yeah, bad at your job. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's that's incredible. I actually got to play during the January heat wave we're having here in the Northeast. Um, pretty exciting. Played uh on Saturday, last Saturday, it was 61 degrees. Played at Winecoat in Oxford, PA. Beautiful track. And uh, going to try to get out there this weekend. And there's nothing better that 
when when you're golfing is sweating out some golf bets and we got golf bets this weekend like i said century tournament of champions in kapalua this course is a place for bombers it's the only par 73 on tour fun fact for you guys um and it's known notoriously for uh returning players placing very well this isn't a course that's challenging these the, the, like the best score is going to be well under 20 under mm-hmm. um and there's all kinds of great golfers on the leaderboard. I mean, Rom's playing, Scheffler's playing, Patrick Cantley, Xander Shoffley, JT, Tony Finau, Hovland, uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, U.S. Open winner, Jordan Spieth, Colin Morikawa, Cameron Young, Sam Burns, Willie Z, Homa. So there, it, Matt Siyama, it's a great field. Um, and some awesome prices out there. I I don't I don't know why but I just been seeing videos of Tony Finau on Twitter of him like working on his golf game and there's something about his swing that just looks sexy here and this is a this is a course where if you can bomb and you can chip and putt you can play really well and they don't call him top ten Tony for nothing so um, I'm definitely going to play him down the board he's fourteen to one to win plus one hundred five for top ten yeah I'll take even money with Tony Finau. Sung J M, another really exciting guy. I know Frank is uh he's a big Sung J guy. Yep. He uh is a bomber and he also putts very well. He's finishing uh the top ten in two of his appearances here, so probably not much isn't gonna change as long as he's in form. Um those are two guys I really like, so I'll definitely be having that playing on my phone while I'm uh while I'm out there in the forty one degree weather this Saturday getting some swings in. Perfect. Uh, I am actually in a one and done league. So hit me up. We start with the farmers, uh, the end of January, one and done league for golf. Hit me up. PGA tour. Um, okay. NFL remaining schedule, uh, week 18. Craziest weekend of football of all time last weekend. How about it? Yeah. 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 Dude, what's up with Wentz, bro? Yeah. I the mean, commanders. Start right there, man. I don't know. Let's 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 address okay, the low, low key, low key, high key, low key theory. Um, the reason that Washington did not start Taylor Heineke is because Dan Snyder does not want to pay Taylor Taylor Heineke his um, win bonus. So Taylor Heineke's contract right now, if he plays sixty percent of snaps in a game and wins. He makes one hundred twenty five thousand dollars. That oh seems God. about right for Dan Snyder. Yeah. Do you so, think Ron, Ron Washington really didn't know they could be eliminated? And do you think that was a come no, down from ownership I don't thing? Think he's don't play no way. because of that. There's he's no not, way. He's not dumb. He's he's really not. And he's dumb. also not new. Yeah. So I mean, dude, there's more. Like Frank said, there's more going on there. He's also not a good coach. It's. it's we're gonna we're gonna sum this up and move that. on because no one gives an actual shit about Washington football. Let's be real, right? So we're gonna sum it up right here. Ron Rivera is the head coach. He knows what's going on. He knows how to get in the playoffs. They decided to start Wentz, whether it's what does Frank he? said. I don't think yeah, he, does. he does. He doesn't. Go he, look, go how could you just... not know? Cam Newton, bro. What does yeah. Cam Newton have to do with this? That's the only reason he's had the success he's had yeah, previous to Washington. Right, but that's like a separate argument. You're telling me that a head coach doesn't know when they're getting in the playoffs? No, I, I, you're telling I, me money doesn't you're, talk? You're saying you're, saying you're asking I, for uh, a coach to understand circumstances. Do you see how some guys manage play clocks week to week? Yeah. I think he understands the circumstance. I just think he doesn't know what it takes to make the playoffs. Like him personally. I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, there, I don't I have don't any. Know. I don't understand what Frank's talking about him as you, a coach and his record, which is all I'm going to say is an NFL coach. I would imagine would know the scenarios that it takes to get in the playoffs. Well, we saw Urban Meyer last year. He didn't know a goddamn thing. Urban so. Meyer was dancing with a 19 year old at a bar when he was married. Is <laughs> exactly. That our, is that our fucking do you think point? He, do you think he knows what's going on? Like, no, because he's doing dumb shit, not paying attention. That's that's our point. You know, who I knows think, where Ron Rivera's head's at right now? Okay, I think Ron. Rivera is not a good head coach, but I also think that Ron Rivera has been doing what Dan Snyder says. Yes, yeah. to the second part. I think he has his moments as a good head coach, but any any logical person would have put Heineke in after after that third. That's pick what I'm in saying. There's more going so, on. Like, so there's it, no way that does, he woke up and thought like this yeah, is it, the way. It well, does not make sense that that game was sandbagged so hard. And that and it's my, my favorite for the part is they finally they get to the one yard line and Wentz crosses the line and he acts like he fucking carries the, the whole worst. team. And that's what makes me. The most angry. He had to give me some pressure from the front office and stuff, though. Who who made the move to get Wentz? We can't look yeah. bad. That's super. If this, guy, if this guy wins the game, we get two. We get in the playoffs. We look smart. Yada yada. So there's that dynamic as well. However, it was just not not the move. I mean, you saw Chase Young screaming in his face. I can't imagine how much he hates that guy. You want to talk to Ravens playoff pitcher Jared? Um. Well, the Ravens. The the win totals busted now, um, and you know again we don't know what's going to happen with the Bengals and the potential to win the AFC North. Don't think they do anyway. Tyler Huntley's got the shoulder injury. Lamar's not playing. Um, so Damn. just yeah, it's just rough from over on that side of the woods. Um, I, I mean, I just don't think they're gonna. They could, it's such a shame they're wasting that defense because it's so good. I'd really like to see Lamar Edwards and Dobbins out on the field for the first time together in two years. Like that's a triple headed monster right there. And I think if they're fully healthy, that's definitely a team. No one wants to play that run game is on. That yeah. would be unreal. They JK possess the is ball. So good. Um, and then, you know, if the Jags win this weekend, a little bit of a revenge spot coming in. Um, obviously we saw what happened in the regular season game. They kind of blew that. And uh, Justin Tucker just couldn't, you know, hit a 66 yarder again, which is understandable. It's hard to do. Um, I just, I think the Bengals are definitely the scariest team right now in the AFC, though. And I, I feel very strongly that they're going to come out on top. I mean, that offense is just roaring. Joe Burrow, Joe Cool, baby. Um, mm. Just ve- very hard to rattle him, uh, which is big for the playoffs. But. The New York Football Giants made the playoffs They're first in. time since 2016, baby. Frank Sinatra starts playing. The Yankees <laughs> fans rejoice. Doing snowman next to an injured Nick Foles. Oh, yeah, oh, that was trash. <laughs> Thibodeau, dude. And the crazy thing was that he tried to like, oh, I didn't know, I didn't know. My boy was on the sidelines with the going to sleep. Bro, like, just nah, just I, man up, bro. Man his, up. His hand just kept hitting him, too, as he's man rolling up. around. Man nine. up, dude. You did what you did. Just man up. I could, I mean, if you think about it, if you lay down with a football helmet on, I know, Eli, you've never been there, but if you lay on your back with a football helmet, you cannot see your peripheral. No, that's okay, because that wasn't my point. My point was when his helmet was off, right? I've been there on the sidelines watching, and... And Foles is getting loaded into a cart, and he's doing the go to sleep, right? That's not. I'm not talking about the snowman. I get the snowman. He, dude, he had a good sack. It was a great play. I told you guys two weeks ago, Thibodeau was phenomenal, dude. He's nasty. And you know the snowman. I don't blame him for that. He doesn't know, dude. He knocked a dude down. 
Like, I get it. He's celebrating. It's the go to sleep on the sideline when he's getting loaded into a cart. That's where the grime starts to come out. I will say low key, and I have every right to rescind this if any major injury comes out. I just think Nick Foles didn't want to play anymore. He's a third string quarterback. Facts. He just wanted to make his money. I just think he didn't want to play football anymore. It's a total flip on defense on Thibodeau. I'm just going to throw out there. I, I wouldn't want to play it's behind a total the offensive flip. line either, so I don't blame him. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to play either, but I'm just going to say, in all defense, that is a total flip on the argument that was just had. I will say, um, you know, it, it could happen. And I totally, I mean, watching Nick Foles play quarterback, it was like I feel really bad for him. He's it's just, like Wentz, but worse. He just didn't want to do anything. He didn't want to move. He didn't want to throw the ball. Um, he didn't want to run. Uh, just felt really bad for him the last two weeks. He's, so he's I could definitely see why too, he though. just didn't want to play anymore. He's getting a little old, too. I mean, he's 33, and that that doesn't normally go. In, in like, he's not Tom Brady, obviously, playing until he's fucking 99. But, you know, 33 years old, that's kind of the tail end. So I will say he's had a great, great career, like money wise. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Get paid. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. Um, okay. Uh, moving on. Anything else from week 17? I feel like week 18 is, uh, is a bunch of eh games. We got some commission talk coming up. Oh, I reckon. Well, um, we don't know what's going to happen in the NFC East yet still either. You know, what if the Giants pulled out? I mean, the Eagles looked real bad with Gardner Minshew last week. I, I'm, I'd smell it. I'm smelling it in the air. Giants Something are going to rest starters. It does, I, don't, I don't think it matters. Something. There's incentive. What's, what does the last week in football, dude? It's incentive week. Remember that. So those guys that haven't been playing, there might be some uh, incentives to beat the Eagles. Who knows for whatever reason. But that would be awesome. I would just love to see the Cowboys get the one seed and just troll Eagles fans for no reason. Um, but so commissioner of the league stepping in here, we have no idea what's going on and what we're going to do about fantasy championships. Um, I personally am in one and I kind of was just like, whatever it is, is going to happen. But obviously I'm the commissioner of this league and I have no interest. And uh, Sags and Troy, uh, spoke to them this week. Sags with a lead 121.68 over 101.06 to Troy. Um, pr- pretty much had a really good chance to win. Troy had Jamar Chase going um, and Tyler Bass, the kicker. Um, and then Sags had Stefan Diggs going. You're welcome, Sags, for the trade, by the way. Um, Collusion. So, I mean, it wasn't totally decided yet. I'm not sure what we're going to do. Kind of just going to wait out, see what the league decides to do. Um, any suggestion, guys, for, you know, records? I'm thinking, you know, Sags does have the league, so we should probably pay him. I already conceded in my other league, which I'm in the championship. I had Joe Mixon. I was down by uh, 34 points, and the guy had the Bills defense. So there probably wasn't a chance of me going to win. So I kind of just said, you know what, man, great season. You got the bag. Like, I'm runner-up. That's, that's kind of how it is. It's kind of how it's looking for Troy right now. Sags with the better record, regular season eleven and three. So I feel like that kind of teeters to him, and um, he also has, um, you know, sixty-four more points than Troy. So uh, that that's going to be between them guys. But you know, here here it is. That's that's where my mind's going right now. Like I said, we'll see what the league does. You guys can talk about it. 
Um, definitely a rough spot for commissioners all all around the world figuring out what to do. But I think that's most fair. What say you guys? I'm in the same spot, so I feel yeah. you. I'm commissioning another league, and it's not ideal. I just feel like if you're in the championship, you have the lead, and you also have the most points and the best wins in the regular season. Like, the writing's on the wall. You're the best team you want. You're right. I think that's a good place kind, to leave it. It's kind of there. It comes down to them, in my opinion, because yep. you never know. But And that's what I told them. So, they're, uh, you know, I have a three-way group chat going on with the guys, and, and they'll negotiate. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But... Uh, fantasy football. That's uh, that's a wrap. How to get your money back in locks, though? Can't wait. Can't wait for next year. And uh, luckily, we still have some football to bet on, like Eli just said. Get your money in some locks. Frank, what's your Boom. lock? <laughs> locks the week. Boom. Okay. Um, nine and seven. Unfortunately, that is the best record between us all. I wish we were better. We were really hot. Tough earlier. Year. Tough year. Uh, really hot earlier. But this is where we're at now. That was a big win last week. Packers minus three. Needed that really bad. And I'm just big week win. 18, right? Week 18. I'm going to simply go with a game um, that I believe matters, right? So I'm going to go with a team that is playing for something against a team that just wants this year to be done. Um, it's going to be Browns at Steelers. So the Cleveland Browns at the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers could still make the playoffs as bad as the year has been for them. Mike Tomlin could still secure a winning season. And if the Bills beat the Pats and the Jets beat the Dolphins, the Steelers win and they're in. So I'm going to go with the Steelers minus two and a half against the Cleveland Browns team that just wants the season to be over and to reset for next year. Nine and seven Steelers minus two and a half. That's my lock. All right. Uh, Seahawks with W last week. Um, I really did not like the board overall, but I did find an interesting thing that uh, Frank and I were discussing. Uh Colts minus two and a half versus the Texans. And the reason why is the Texans are a, uh, you know, practice squad team to begin with. And the Colts are not doing too hot themselves, but they're both eliminated. And if the Texans win, then they lose their first round overall pick of the next draft. Uh, so whatever goes on in, in the shadow governments of the NFL, uh, I feel like the Texans do not do not want to win this game. So I'm going to take the Colts minus two and a half. Taking Sam Howell of Washington. It's the only time you'll ever see me root for a UNC uh, alumni. But the kid's been, he's been trained. He tore up preseason. He's a good quarterback. I hate to see Taylor Heineke get absolutely screwed between not getting the playoff game start and then not getting the garbage time start when given to Sam. But I'm taking Washington plus seven and a half on this one. Um, so last week's play between the Bengals and the Bills, uh, just going to be a no play. That's how we're, you know, people are grading as of now. And uh, the Ravens, who were in the cooler at over 11 and a half wins, who saw that coming? Um, you know, we bet that the week before they played the Jaguars. So there was two opportunities to get plus money on a hedge out there. Um, no one thought the Jags were going to beat them. And then 
you had plus money with the Steelers if you grabbed that last um, primetime game. Just brutal for Lamar to go down and then barely squeak out a win against the Broncos, lose to the Browns, lose to the Steelers. Um, you know, the the schedule for how strong they started really looked cupcakey, but that doesn't get there. So we're at 500 in the year, 9-9-1. Nine, nine and one. Um, and I'm going to come back with that team that hurt me the first time. Uh, I'm uh, Dougie Peterson, man. He's a, he's a great coach, and I think he's got these boys ready to go. And I think the Jags will win by a touchdown. I mean, the Titans don't even know what they're doing on quarterback. Yeah, they can possess the ball and run with Henry, um, but I just don't think the Titans' defense is going to be able to slow down how hot Trevor Lawrence has gotten and the pretty immaculate receiving core that they have down there in Jacksonville. Um, so that's one of my plays. Uh, another lock, which probably even like even more, is uh, bet you didn't know that the Titans have given up 1,106 yards to the tight end position this year. They allowed 63 last week to Dallas uh, uh, Darren Schultz with two touchdowns. He scored 60 yards against the Texans, 77 against the Chargers. And uh, last time Evan Ingram was out, he scored two touchdowns against the Titans. So they cannot defend the tight end. That is obviously where their weak point is. Lawrence has definitely been getting to Ingram a lot lately. He's 10 and five over to his receiving prop this season. A um, couple of games he was banged up. Then there was no plays there. So that, that's why the math doesn't add up. But 10 and five to the over on his DraftKings props. He's 44 and a half this week to go over. Um, so I really like that and I'll be betting that as well. And then I'm not going to grade this, but I'm definitely going to give it out. His touchdown props, you know, 210. Um, you know, obviously with success against the team, big, big must win game. They're at home. Vibes are good. I think he'll probably get in the end zone as well. So, um, let's sing a salute to the NFL season was a wild season. One of the craziest seasons, super fun season. Hate to see it go, but, uh, we're ready for the playoffs. Boom. And just like that, 39 days until the Super Bowl. I am running a Super Bowl box, $125 per box. Please let me know. Hit me up. Great payouts. Let's do it. Cool. Wrap it up there. That being said, check us out. All socials at Lunch Beers Pod, www.lunchbeerspodcast.com. See you next week.